ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the main event. For your listening pleasure. The Fantasy Fight Podcast. And now, in the same corner, the hosts of the show, Derek Cooper and Brian Chilton. And welcome back to the fight, everybody. Uh, wow, 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 wow. What a week seven. I mean, we are now officially mid-season. Uh, this, once again, I, I'm just going to keep reiterating it because it's kind of blowing my mind that, you know, we even made it this far. And yeah. I, how are you doing, Derek? I mean, I, I feel hashtag blessed. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm feeling, you know, like it's nor like it's we're back. We're in we're in norm normalcy, I guess, a bit like we're, it feels normal to me. The season feels somewhat normal, even though so much weird stuff's going on. Like I'm still sitting down, you know, every Thursday and watching football, every Sunday watching football. We've obviously had those weird double Mondays. And was there a Tuesday? Was there a Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah. In there? One of the games so- <laughs> got pushed to Tuesday because of the, the Patriots COVID testing or whatever. Yeah, so there's been some some weirdness, but overall it shows you how adaptable we are as humans and as fantasy football and football fans. So I, I'm, I'm just glad it's going and we're halfway through the season and uh, I think it's just going to keep chugging along no matter what happens. Yeah, Derek, I really agree. I definitely think that we should have had an extra IR slot because the teams use their fucking IR slots so much and uh, we we're, our, our benches are really struggling here. In our in, in in our fantasy league, I do agree, Derek. Thanks for bringing that up. What? Who Sorry. knows what could happen? As, I'm just a little mad that, um, you know, we have four IR slots, right? Yeah. You know, one yeah. for injury, uh, three for, um, the COVIDs, and the we're COVIDs. we're learning that a lot of these key players are not actually getting COVID, and that more or less there's just around the league across the league there's more actual injuries yeah this year and because of the flexible ir rules that the league um you know implemented they're just throwing people on ir like it's you know not a big deal and it's a good point i mean three three weeks ir you know versus now, what, what was it was it? like nine or seven okay i was gonna ask you is it was that that's what it was that's typically what it is if you put somebody on ir it's it's seven to nine weeks is that what you're saying i think it's seven and here's um, a question brian what what's a benefit you know back in the day for an nfl team to put someone on the ir does that just mean that just like fantasy roster you have another roster spot yeah 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 okay, i mean okay. it's it's all about roster you know construction and manipulation management mm. um but it would really help out with us this year uh, if we actually um, pivoted to one of our four IR slots or two of our four IR slots, half, I, to, to, to be injury instead of – so I think it should be two well, injury, two COVID. I but, agree with that because here's why. Is that, you know, and this has been brought up, you know, by me, by, by Nick brought this up with, you know, one of their recent, you know, past trades and kind of different conversations that have gone about in the league is – 
you know, hey, is it COVID related, right? And I think somebody can make an argument. If I was in a courtroom, the argument I would make is many of these injuries are COVID related due to the fact that it wasn't a preseason and 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 this season is a little bit. See, I feel like that's stretching it though. I mean, that's like well, the same well, let difference. Let me let me let me say this. Hold on. Let me I don't want to get too deep into this. We're already off the rails. Well, let's say this some real quick though. <laughs> so so the fact that they didn't have a preseason. So obviously we 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 prefaced the season saying that I thought there would be more injuries and it's it's coming to fruition. And mm-hmm. then also when during the week. You know, maybe they don't get a full week of practice, right? So there's another potential. And once again, due to COVID, the stadium, you know, the practice facility is shut down due to COVID. So, you know, that's something that, once again, I'm not advocating for that. I'm just saying that could be an argument to say, hey, we should have two spots for injury, two for COVID, because the injury is in some way potentially related to COVID. Now, once again, slippery slope, it can get messy, but I could see that side of the argument. Well, one of the big reasons um, why we didn't do uh, two or more and we reduced the bench slots was because Matt made a good argument that, you know, in case someone does get injured or whatever, we there, there would be more talent, more uh, options on the waiver wire. So that's basically, I mean, it, it's just like... <clears throat> It this makes you ha- it forces people to be better fantasy managers, right? To to be more right. active, to to get on the waiver wire, to take riskier gambles, you know, putting their fab dollars to people that may turn out to be good. So yeah, I, I like that side of it as well because I'm all about you know being more involved and and trying to become better you know fantasy managers because um, I'm at that point where I'm I'm trying to get to that point. So I just get annoyed at. Um... Chris Godwin specifically, where he broke his fucking finger on Sunday, and yeah. uh, not a word, not a single word until Tuesday, and then boom, he's out. Really, you know? really strange. Yeah, they how, how do they not tell anybody in the game he broke a finger on a touchdown? And, I and I, re- I rewatched Tuesday. the play, and he was in pain ah. on the play. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's kind of get into last week's matchups real okay. quick and uh, run those through. Um, so you upset Waylon, which pretty cool, right? I mean, it's yeah. always good to knock give the undefeated team the first defeat. Yeah, I mean, I thought that you know going into the week, I had a really good shot, um, and his team was obviously you know depleted. But I don't give a shit. I took full advantage of it. And uh, and we got the W. We took down the you know the only under undefeated team in the league, and I'm I'm very happy with it. Yeah. Uh, so um, I think one of the things that he told me was um, definitely if he would have played his team right, uh, I don't think he would. He said he doesn't think he would have won. So he doesn't I, think I would have, or he would. No, no, him. So okay. uh, if we if he would have played his team right, he would have gotten. Uh, seven, seven um, more points. Uh, so twelve more points. So that would have been um still would have lost twenty nine. So one, so one twenty nine to your one thirty one. If you would have played it perfectly. Yep. Yep. So you, and so you still would have won. That was with actually three people on my team being injured for part of the game. That'd be um Carson, Fant, and uh Darrell Henderson. So all three of those were impaired during that game and. You know, so still able to pull it off. I was happy with that. Oh man, I was like uh, worried for you. Yeah. Uh, on Sunday, because Russ. Um, 
No, no, no. So during the the Chargers in the Jags game, mm. um, I think it was the first quarter. The Jags had zero points. Minshew was like one point. Yeah, yeah, and no one was like it was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, and there was all this build up to Minshew getting replaced. And I was like, I, I, I told my wife, I was like. Oh man, I think Gardner's gonna get fucking benched this game, and then luckily so they started pumping out the offense, and then bam, next thing you know, you got twenty points from Minshew. Yeah, pretty pretty nice. Yeah, so. it was helpful because I mean, I literally in the first quarter, you know, Carr, I had him on the bench because he's playing the Bucks, and their defense has been amazing. And like within the first ten minutes, he already had about you know eleven points on the board, and I'm like, oh shit, and and Minshew had none. So yeah, it uh, glad to pull that one off for sure. I'm actually really surprised you played a defense against your quarterback. Um, I did that. I did that on purpose. Um, I did that to because I th- I felt that you know Minshew obviously plays a bit sporadic. He has the ability to throw interceptions. So I was I was hedging my bet, just like we talked about with with Dylan, where I knew I was limiting my ceiling, but I think I was protecting my floor. And and based on you know uh, Wayland's team being depleted, I felt that it made sense. You know, if Minshew threw an interception. You know, hey, I lose those points, but I, I kind of gain them back on the defensive side. So I, I, I did that on purpose, um, and it ended up working out decently because all of the points that the defense got were from people besides Minshew, which was which was nice. So, well, uh, that that kind of makes sense. I mean, you got seven points from them. There were five defenses on the waiver wire that would have gotten uh, seven points or more. Yeah, so, I, I was going to pick up a, um, I, the defense that got 16 points. It was the uh, Redskins versus the Cowboys. The only reason you I mean, uh, you mean the Washington football team. Ooh, oh, yeah. Ooh, are we going to get canceled? Uh, hopefully. Uh, I just got to keep you in check. That's I, I appreciate that. And the only reason I, I didn't pick them up is because, you know, they had a buy coming up. Chargers are past their buy. And I, I you mm-hmm. know, I just like, hey, man, you know, whatever. So I, I should have picked them up. I regretted it when I, when I saw the score because I knew the Cowboys are fucked. So I yeah. Do so <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next one. You smashed yep. Waylon. Uh, congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, Nick beat Ethan, which honestly, um, I thought Ethan's team was a lot better. And I mean, they didn't do bad. I mean, right? I mean, I mean one one twenty eight is very respectable. And with, with somebody scoring a zero with Ben, yeah, o- Odell was out on the first play of the game, and his defense scored five. His kicker scored three. I mean, DJ Moore went off. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo scored seven. I mean, really, it was Aaron Rodgers going for twenty seven. You know, Boston Scott going for six sixteen. Kenny Galladay, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he didn't have a bad his showing. Core he got, team. His you know, is doing great, and yeah. that's what you want to see. Uh, yeah. I always feel like defenses and kickers are very extremely fluky, and that goes on the other side of the yeah, ball. I yeah. mean, Nick's twenty-seven on his Chiefs. I feel like that is absolutely fluky. So we have uh, a thirty-five to eight swing. I mean, that's like a five-time swing if you combine the defense and the kicker from yeah. Nick that's to just insane. That's that's a huge and, huge and what's even more crazy is uh Nick actually standardized the scoring for um the defense so they actually 
um, don't score as much, but they also don't lose as much points. I'd recommend everybody out there just to go um, uh, choose last week and then go to Nick's team and click on the, the defensive number. Literally all of the scoring almost takes up more than the full screen when you click on the points. Uh, 27 total points for the Chiefs defense. It's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy, so. And then, you know, funny enough, Nick's, you know, scored 163 points, which was the leader for the week, high score. And Cam Newton scored negative points, and his <laughs> team still, still showed out. This, I is, mean, this is a dangerous team. If you think about it, though, I mean, all of those players went over 10. I mean, except George Kittle, which he easily could have. But it's, it's, it's that defense, dude, that defense. If you have a defense that puts up points over 20, you more or less you're not going to lose that week because I mean it's it's just positional scarcity. Everybody know? on the team besides Newton, Kittle, and the kicker scored a touchdown including <laughs> two touchdowns by Kansas City defense. <laughs> just insane, dude. I thought I was going to be the highest scorer this week and then Nick just DeAndre Hopkins said nope. Nope. All right, so um, Nick, uh, you know, he, he surpassed Ethan um, big time this week. Ethan, good try, man. You definitely, you know, definitely team is looking on the up and up, I, I feel. Um, Matt, he, Matt did it again, man. I mean, another extremely low scoring week. He had the third fewest points of the week, probably similar before. Um, and he beat, he squeaked out uh, Dylan, 107 to 98. Um. Once again, two low-scoring games. Uh, Claypool had negative points. That's the big, you know, future Hall of Famer. Um, Singletary, Drake, under ten points combined. Uh, I'm only seeing a couple people in double digits, and um, you know, once again, able to get the win. Um, Dylan's team obviously has some situation at running back. Freeman, Kelly, it's rough there. You got Mixon, who who's on the bench because he's you know injured. We don't know what's going on with him. We got the foot. Uh, once again, Dylan's Dylan's team is. He's looking on the rough side for sure. But Mr. Carson wins. He showed out. Oh, yeah. Um, also, hey, just as like a fun little like guessing game. Um, so I'm currently the 10th ranked team, right? Okay. Um, how many points do you think is the difference between Matt as the 4th okay. ranked team and myself as the 10th ranked team? Okay, I'm not going to look. Um, so how many points difference? Uh, I, well, first of all, I would say it's very close. Um, I would say I'd say within 20 points. So um, it's uh, 50. 50. So 50 is actually not a lot. And um, the difference between Matt and Mark, which Matt is fourth and Mark is seventh, is actually 14. Yeah. And so this is kind of, I'm just trying to push the narrative here that Matt is winning these very close games and he is not scoring a lot. It's happened it, at least. This is, least this is good for season. us, the underdogs, because what's going to happen is he can't get lucky all year. Sure. And um, that's why I was hoping to put that evil juju on Wayland that, you know, I hope he goes undefeated and then he loses in the first round as, as per tradition. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's get back to the mat, the matchups. Uh, I beat Taylor. Um, Taylor's team just didn't come to play this week. No. Um, so 
that's two weeks in a row that I have put up over 150 points, and uh, I'm looking like a threat. Dude, look at look at look at Herbert, man. Forty-one points. I know, I know. I, mean, I watched he had that game. QB one, right? On for for this week, he had to be. Uh, yeah, most definitely, he was the highest scoring God. quarterback. He's probably. looking, he's looking incredible, man. Like he's looking absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's really interesting because I watched Hard Knocks this season, and he yeah. looked like a little boy, like just a little lost boy. Not and anymore, they man. babied him so hard and like practice and stuff. Yeah, uh, like like Anthony Lynn was like, yeah, uh, you know, do, if you're gonna play for me, boy. <clears throat> I mean, he didn't say boy, but <laughs> oh, but God. but he was like, if you're gonna play for me, you know, you gotta know how to like not put infliction in your voice when we're going past to 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 um past a run. And so it was like all these like little mistakes that take a while to develop in the league, you yeah. know. And apparently, it doesn't fucking matter because he's playing great. I mean, he has over he has twelve touchdowns. Um, let's see. I think it's either four, yeah, three games out of five over three hundred yards. Um, he's averaging twenty seven points a game. And here's something that's that's interesting. He's only rostered by eighty percent of teams right now. Now, how does that make sense? I mean, I mean, this uh, guy. Is a playing... lot of these uh, ESPN percentages, like mm-hmm. starting. It are really off in 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 ownership because if you think about it, um, not everyone has a twelve team league. Like some people might have an eight sure, team or sure, five sure. team league, so you don't really need him. And they might well, shit, end up just you? well, right? But at a certain point, you want to play the guy that you drafted. You you know, and I, then, I think you play the guy that's that's playing you know playing the best, and he is well, he is freaking right. playing, man. But what I'm but, trying to get at is a lot of these uh, leagues are like AFK leagues where they don't even play <clears throat> or swap out no, their rosters. So, all um, right. So next matchup, um, really close one. Uh, Luke versus Jake. This one really came down to the wire. Um, the score was 126 to 123.5 in Jake's favor. Um, during the last portion of this matchup, uh, we had Montgomery, uh, Robinson, and Nick Foles on Luke's side. Going up against Graham, Jimmy yeah. Graham on Jake's side, and, and I thought Jake was gonna lose. Or yeah, I, mean, I, I thought I mean, Jake was gonna lose. No, no problem here. No and then, problem. If, and if, then if the Foles, Bears just decided to just, you know, really just keep playing terrible as they have been the past well, couple weeks. You know what happened at the very end when you know the, the Bears had you know garbage time and they had a drive, but Robinson I think was out um, because he was he was shaking up a bit. Yeah, he's you know, concussed. Yeah, so then you have Montgomery who he's not really catching. And then guess what? They threw a dump off to Graham to give him another, you know, one and a half points. I'm like, oh no, Luke. I mean, it seemed like when you got three against one and down by like a point and a half, you got it, you know. And uh, very so disappointing. Be, very disappointing. One. And then the next one is another frustrating one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was Mark beating the number one team in our league, Evan. Man. Number one in our hearts. Hundred percent. Number one in our hearts, not records. Uh, <laughs> sorry. So 135.48 to 132.48, exactly three point difference. And, uh, I mean, gosh, man, once again, coming down to the, to the wire and couldn't pull it out. What was the thing that stood out to you in this game? I mean, I guess, oh, I guess I could tell you right. Tom Brady throwing a million touchdowns, Tom freaking Brady, man. And then Daniel Jones running for like, uh, it was almost a 90 yard touchdown rushing. Oh, that that was when he tripped. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And then he tripped. 
You know, um, my favorite part about that whole thing was his entire team on the sideline was laughing at him. and Saquon up in the in the booth. Yeah, like, yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's so funny, man. It is funny. It is funny. So, well, hey, you know, uh, it was a good week. It, it, it's fun having some games come down to the wire. It's fun seeing some teams, you know, that, you know, aren't top tier beating some of the top tier guys. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it was a pretty fun, interesting week. Uh, one thing I will say is uh, Josh Jacobs put up 4.6 points. Josh Jacobs, he, you know, he's such a uh, – he's an interesting cat. Um, he could be potentially on our busting it list. It's just – you know, he, I don't know not, if he could, dude, because he's so no, I mean, or I mean, bust. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. But the thing is, he, he, here's the problem. And this is the problem with him. He's, last he's year, a lot like Gurley. Well, he, he's touchdown dependent. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, he, he's, he's not active in the passing game as much as, as you would like a back in this league to be. And, and also, here's the other the caveat is, you know what? Carr is playing pretty damn well. He has, he has some good receivers. He has Waller. They're opening up that offense a little bit. They're letting him throw more. And that does not bode well for um, for Josh Jacobs at all. So how about how about we getting uh, get into crushing it and busting it since we're kind of on that subject now? Yeah, I guess let's uh, go right into the first uh, first player on our uh, list. Well, yeah, we I mean, have, I'll pro- yeah, I'll probably announce this guy, Mister. Yeah, Mr. yeah. I mean, you know, just go go ahead. The average, the you know. Mm, I guess I'll play this guy. You, you, this is that. This is I guess I'll play. Yeah, Mister Mister Devonte Adams. I mean, I mean, gosh, he. I, I watched that game obviously because I had interest in it, and I, I was ta- I was talking to Nick about this this week. I'm like, man, he in my eyes is just clearly, you know, the the one, if not, you know, top five, top three, top two, but the one you know, best receiver in right now. I mean, he just looked dominant. And, and Nick did say, well, they were playing the Texans, and, and that's true. Yep. But, but man, man, he, he just moves so fluid. His off-the-line move is so strong, and he's so confident. And I, it, he's just incredible to watch. I he, has a, he has really high football IQ. I don't know if yeah. you've seen the YouTube videos of him explaining his route running and his techniques and stuff. That. Yeah. But um, he's definitely a very smart football player. Yeah. And I mean, you you have to be to, you know, be Aaron Rodgers top target. You have to be able to get open. You have to. So you have to not just have athleticism, but you have to have that IQ. Um, I completely agree with that. You know, something I'll say um, going into this next guy, the next guy on our crushing list um, was going to be is A.J. Brown. Um, He's I think he he looks incredible. He reminds me a lot of of Devontae Adams in a lot of ways. Um, I don't think it's as a pass-heavy uh, pass offense. I don't, he's, I don't think he's going to have as many opportunities with, with Henry and this and that. But um, one thing that was interesting, I looked up Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, and D.K. Metcalf's um, combine you know, you know, information, and we were talking about this on Slack, Brian. But So uh, Adams ran a uh, 4-5-0, um, A.J. Brown a 4-5-4, and then Metcalf was like a, you know, a 4-3-3, right? So Metcalf stood out you know, on all the things, bench press. Um, A.J. Brown had 18, Metcalf had 28, you know, something of this nature. But these guys are all, I feel, very similar you know, in some of their physical attributes. But I think that, obviously, A.J. Brown and Adams are a little bit more sharpened from a football skill standpoint, where that's going to probably come into play further down the line with Metcalf. But He's still obviously a monster and, you know, you know, top tier for sure. 
Yeah, I I definitely agree that. I mean, AJ Brown is an 18th round keeper. I mean, mm. fantastic, you know, player. I mean, he's basically what I wanted ter- Scary Terry to be. So, so, so here's a question: Who, knowing that AJ Brown is an 18th round keeper, um, and then knowing his skill level and how well he's doing, but kind of some of the limitations of the offense versus Devonte Adams, who is not a keeper. Who, who do you? Who would you value more as a as a fantasy manager? I would value AJ Brown way higher than um, Devonte Adams because you feel that you're getting you know good upside this season, and then obviously the 18th yep. round keeper is just you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think so. That that's I think definitely what Nick uh, feels as well, and I, I guess I'd have to agree. So, um, okay, next guy. Who else is crushing it, Ryan? Well, we already talked about Herbert, so we can go on to your Steelers. I don't know what this is all about, so you kind of. Well, all I put here was, I mean, I think the Steelers, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, are the only team left that are still undefeated. Mm, is that right? Right. Yeah. 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 Because they edged out the Titans, right? The Titans, a missed field goal. Um, so they're they're are they they're six and zero, right? Six and zero. It buy? is week eight. Um, so did they have a buy or a postponement I, or something? You know, I would love to like tell you, but uh, okay, here we go. I just had to look. Yeah, for yeah, a, they had a buy, so they're 6-0. yeah, so yeah, six and zero. They're, they're they're having a back to back, you know, tough matchups with the Titans, who they edged out, and then now they're going up against um, the Ravens, which is a huge matchup, and. You know, this is this is a big game. Um, if they can win this game, um, and there's obviously a lot on the line with this between me and you with our matchup this week that we could get into here in a minute. But uh, I think this is right now they're crushing it. I mean, they're the only undefeated team. Their defense is. Is this a big game tier. for us? I think it's. I think it's. A I mean, game. we. I mean, I just have Lamar Jackson, and you just have uh, Ben. So I don't know if this is like a big game for us as much as. Mm, yeah, I guess. I mean, we don't really have too many overlapping matchups here. Well, don't you have uh what's the other guy that you were all bragging about? Was it Gus Edwards? <laughs> Gus Edwards. <laughs> uh, so, so 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 uh, I actually dropped him. So <laughs> You were talking all that shit. I know. I I know. It was supposed to just for be for fun. I mean, <laughs> I kind of came to the conclusion that uh, we're a little off the rails here, but I kind of came to the conclusion that I don't think any of the Ravens running backs are going to be fantasy relevant. And even if they are, you won't know what we to, to start them. Well, no, because shit. you just came to that conclusion. Well, see, so like the idea was I would pick up Gus the bus. And then if, you know, Ingram's out, then, you know, uh, Gus would get more carries. But then I, 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 didn't think about them playing Justice Hill more. So then it would still be a three-headed horseshit fight for carries. So I was just wrong. But um <laughs> Long but story anyway, short. <laughs> but anyway, uh the last question that we got is James I was an undrafted free agent rookie Robinson. Yeah. And I'm fucking crushing it, dude. I like like, I like this it. guy, uh, talk about a fantastic pickup from me, man, uh, for free. Yeah. Yeah, um, you snuck him in there, right? That was, that, was a, that was a good one. That was a big one. That's a huge one, actually, for you. Really uh, huge. Yeah, I mean, he's top three. <laughs> he's a top three running back right now. With all the injuries and everything going on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, how you know, he's performed better than... 
I would I would say ninety five percent of the first round picks. Well, I mean, you know, many of the first round picks are freaking injured, right? You right, know? exactly. And, but or, what or I'm saying is like destroyed. he's performing like a first round pick. Sure. Well, let's get into some of these. Well, let's say one of the first round picks right off the bat. That's that's fucking busting it, um, which is not completely his fault at all. Um, Mr. Mr. Zeke, Mr. Ezekiel Elliott, like he he he's in a very precarious situation, um, obviously, which is why he was <laughs> traded for for Todd Gurley. I mean, who could have ever seen that, um, you know, happen? We'll get into that trade, I guess. You know, I guess we could talk about it now. You know, Mark. Mark traded Zeke. I like that Todd, trade for Mark. For Todd Gurley and, and AB. Um, okay, so how about you first briefly tell me why you like it, and I'll tell you. So basically, right now, I can tell you without even knowing what Nick's thinking or you know his opinion at all, I know what he's thinking. He's thinking that the Falcons are going to, you know, they're losing these games. They're going to try to retool the offense between retooling the offense, not giving Todd Gurley as, um, uh, so, so it's kind of, of a double sorted thing. So, um, we kind of saw it this week with Todd Gurley messing up on the end zone, right? Um, he accidentally scored that touchdown. If he doesn't actually score that touchdown, Falcons then they would have won that game. Yeah. So the, there's so, actually a, um, a little video on my, seen it where right before that play matt ryan looks right at todd Gurley and i he goes hey do not score a touchdown get the first go down and todd Gurley kind of blows on he's like yeah man problem and then he runs right well anyway so we're really getting off the rails here but i'm trying to wrap this up for like why i think todd Gurley is better than we'll wrap right it now. up i say one statement you're, you're, so, you're going all over the place so well but these are really complicated like theories. Let me let me, let me let me let me break it down real uncomplicated then. This is this is what happened in this trade, right? Um Nick has tons of depth at the at the running back position, so him losing Todd Gurley means means nothing to him, right? A B is speculative. We we think he could be huge, obviously. God went out, um, you know, with with Brady and his connection on that offense could be awesome, but speculative and Nick doesn't care because he has Brown, Tyreek Hill, and Hopkins. So what the hell is A.B. to him, right? So those two players were not to him. One little thing is that Gurley has really tough matchups, really tough matchups coming up that are not favorable. Um, so I think his, his production is even going to be even more so touchdown dependent. So just listen and take a couple of these matchups he has. He has – um, the Denver defense coming up, um, and then in the playoffs, he has the Chargers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Chiefs, right? So I don't think that's a really great playoff, um, um, you know, situation either. So, so Nick was getting upside potential with one of the best running backs in the, we the league, hoping that that offense can figure it out. It's, a, it's an easy gamble for him to make because if he misses, and let's say Zeke's on his bench the rest of the year, Gurley could very well be on his bench, you know, rest of the year with the other guys that he has he has on that team. With with Hunt, you know, he has Gaskin, he has he has several other guys that are ready to go. So it, it made complete sense. And I think also for Mark, he needed it too. So it was a decent trade all around, I think. So what I'm gonna try and say very concisely is that 
Gurley is getting more work right now, more runs, because what the Falcons are trying to do, they're trying to retool their offense to where, you know, they can take clock time off. And that's one of the big things that's hurting them is they're throwing too much. They're stopping the clock every time they throw or they miss a throw. You know, they stop the clock and they're trying to be a more ball control, uh, you know, team. And that's going to help them win games, you know. And so I think one of the things is Gurley's getting a lot more carries in the last couple weeks. And um, that's what Mark's seen. That's his upside. You know, he's going to get those touchdowns. But the problem is, is he has that arthritic knee. And that's what I think Nick is really trying to time right here is what's my highest, you know, um sell window here and i think he hit that but i agree the but the thing is is i think i really like mark's take here because he's trying to you know swing back into you know being in the playoffs and i don't know if ty gillard's gonna last you in the playoffs but it might help uh, get him there he he did lose um uh aaron jones he hasn't been in there for a while you know like last week and uh so far the talks are he's gonna sit again so well and I mean, here's another little little point, and then we get in on this. I mean, Mark has um, he has Brady, you know. So getting AB and getting that getting that potential stack right is is pretty nice. You never know what's going on with Evans. You know what happens if Godwin and Evans go down, or they're not playing. Well, now you got a nice little stack with Brady and AB, right? So so I think it was a good trade for both parties. Um, maybe maybe Mark won a little bit won a little bit more, but I think it was okay for Nick to do what he did because he has the depth to handle it. So I think overall good trade for both players. Maybe Mark winning it just a bit. Yeah, I definitely like Gurley's um prospects more than Zeke. I I don't think Zeke's as good as, as people make him out to be anymore. So he doesn't break off runs like he used to. So Well he was a consistent guy and now that consistent I mean, he's 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 just a between the tackles grinder that gets five six yards a play, you know. Yeah. So okay, so let's not talk about cowboy busting it, but we all know that. I got Juju, but you know, I don't know. It's not too exciting. The one, the one that I think is 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 kind of standing out is the quarterback that I thought would would kind of stand out there right year. yeah yeah because we both were like oh i should have drafted this guy yeah yeah i mean i i you know he had obviously injury last year with the back they, this is a was a pass heavy offense but now it's not now we have a signing of ap in the detroit offense we have swift and this is more of a team that is trying to run the ball so i don't necessarily think that the busting it candidate mr stafford um, it's not it's not all his fault. Um, I think the offense is changing and nobody was fully expecting that. And uh, but he's just not he's not in the position and able on that offense to produce even close to where we thought he would. I mean, I think last year before he got injured, uh, they had some of the highest percentages of the deep ball. Um, and it's just not there this year. Yeah, so Marvin Stafford Jones has looked pretty terrible. So yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the big reasons why it's it hasn't been there. And also surprisingly, I think their defense has gotten uh, a little better. I mean, not like uh, for fantasy, but you know, for real life football, I think yeah. their defense is pretty okay. Uh, yeah. Apparently, a lot better than what we were kind of anticipating. So for sure. Okay, what kind of what kind of juiciness do we got on the uh, week that uh, we just went through last night? 
Well, uh, I would say the most juicy here is a uh, you have McNasty down, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's really uh, Jamichael Hastings. Um, I actually dropped him uh, before yeah. like the games, and um, I did that because no matter what, <clears throat> uh, I didn't think I would end up playing him because. There's what four or five running backs on the 49ers right now, and it's a fucking carousel. Of, yeah, man. Like, I mean, Jerk McKinnon was fine and he didn't play. Like he was he was active and he just didn't play. Well, he, here's the deal with that 49 running back situation with with the injuries and the sporadicness and all this stuff. Here's what we do know. Whoever is on the field and is given the opportunity to run that ball on that offense, they're going to have a great game, and they should be played. But you never know who it's going to be. And now – Yeah, look at Jeff thing, Wilson, dude. He fucking yeah. went for a 30 bomb. Whoever is, is running the ball on that offense is going to blow up, but you just don't know who. You don't know why. And now the other little variable that's thrown into this mix is Tevin Coleman – I believe is going to be coming back off the IR. This is so like now, the other reason why I was like, what's yeah. the point in keeping this guy? And then Jake went all out with a, like, I don't know. That's over half his fab or might be half his fab, but well, I could have, I could have picked up, um, um, hasty. If I, if I wanted to, I was going to go ahead and drop fab because I, I do want a running back, um, um, right now. And I know he'd be valuable if he plays in these next couple weeks and, and potentially rest of season, depending on people, if they're getting hurt or not, but it's just too up in the air with Tevin Coleman coming back, that offense, you don't know what's going to happen. So I didn't want to drop what I had left on him. It's such a big gamble. So, you know, hey, you know, good pickup, Jake. Hope it works out. But, uh, but yeah. I think I'd rather have Wayne Gallman than uh, Jermichael Hasty right now. I think Jake has – I no, I'd rather have Mc, I'd, ha, I'd rather have Hasty, But I think Jake has three or four or five or something crazy number of, of um, 49ers on his team. He has Hasty, Samuel, Mostert, Robbie Gold, and McKinnon. He has five 49ers on his team right now. Man, he's drinking the juice, huh? He's drinking yeah. the Kool-Aid. Yeah. And then the other guy, this is another um, 49er, uh, Mr. Ayukin. Mr. Mm-hmm. Mark picked him up for $10. Um, I like I like him. I, I, I had hopes for him, you know, a couple weeks ago. He wasn't ready to, to bring him on the squad. Probably should have, but – uh. Ten dollars. I mean, I drafted the guy, and I've had him on my team. I feel like everyone's had him on their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a whatever. I mean, yeah. Debo's out. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's always going to be rough on a road the, first the, team. the nice thing about him, I think, if you do make it to the playoffs or whatever, if you need for whatever reason a guy, he's a guy that is game scripted sometimes, where he can he can have a, a two touchdown game. He could have a rushing touchdown. He could have a receiving touchdown. You know, you know, he could do some special things on on not many carries, right? So that's where it's somewhat interesting. I think it's it's nice to have him on your squad. Yeah, and so I think with that, we should just jump right into the uh, the boo boos. Can you can you can you hit it off this time? I always said I want to hear your interpretation. Um, I got a boo boo. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll redeem us, guys. Hold on. Wait a second. Here I go. I got a boo-boo. 
There yeah. You go. Yeah. I know that's what they come to hear. They want. I that. got a boo boo. <laughs> so let's boo. See. let's run through this quick. Um, you know, Andy Dalton, he was murdered on the field. <laughs> murdered. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, Cook, he's returning to practice. Do you know anything more on that? I just know he's returning potentially, right? Uh, I didn't really take a look at it. I saw as much as you did. I mean, okay. it's Wednesday, so it's it's kind of Thursday. So that has to be that has to be nice for Ethan. Ethan currently has him, you know, on on his active, you know, roster, and it looks like um, yeah, he looks like he might be might be playing this week. So that would be fun to see him back. Definitely um, a good week for him to return because they're against the Packers, and they need yeah. they need this win. So. Be a great week for sure, for sure. Um, other guys running backs with some foot injuries: Joe Mixon and Carson. Mixon has a foot um, injury; he's kind of day to day. I think they were saying. Yeah, I really hope Joe Mixon gets well soon, but not this week. Yeah, because you want Geo to uh, play, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old mustache. Uh huh. And then Carson, he got some midfoot. I mean, he's a guy who's always has has something going on, but it seems like he always gets out there and 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 plays. Um, I don't know if he's going to play this week. I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a next week thing. I think that'd be the smart thing to do. Um, but Would you uh, play uh, DJ Dallas instead of him. Well, I picked I picked DJ Dallas up because because um, Homer is uh, is injured. Um, Carlos Hyde is injured. I think Carlos Hyde, if he's healthy, which he might be, even though he's not healthy, I might I think they might have Hyde active and playing. And if if Hyde is active and playing. Then I'm not I'm not obviously messing around even with DJ Dallas you know gonna be involved as a number two if if Hyde isn't playing then yeah I'm playing DJ Dallas for sure. Uh, so I don't know were you watching the game? I mean you probably were because it was the night game or the Sunday night game, right? Yeah. The era the Arizona and the Seattle game. Oh yeah, I was watching it. Did you see that play where he totally fucked that pickup that blitz pickup and then well, they lost the game? I, I didn't see it, but I heard about it, and I heard that Carol directly called him out about it and said, "Hey, man, like we don't, we can't have him in there if he doesn't know what's going on." So I, I heard about the severity of. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess the guy was coming right at him, and he yeah. literally dipped the other direction. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else. Yeah, yeah, and blocked nobody. Yeah, that's 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 a big deal, and there that's was what a, coaches he was care about right in front of him. And he just says, oh, there's probably a guy over here I should block. I'm not going to block this guy that's right in front of me. And then just wrecked Russell Wilson and threw yeah. that interception. And that's something that, that Carroll's not going to – he's not going to yeah. take. You're not – I mean, that's, yeah. that's your star of your squad, you know. So, so um, but, but if Hyde's out, um, then, I'm, then, then he's a good play for a week. So that's why I picked him up. I dropped home or I got him. So, and once again, you know – I, I'm shopping Carson a little bit just simply due to the fact that I need a little bit more depth, but I'm not worried about Carson. You know, he's still a great play when he's playing and he always seems to, to figure it out. He's always a little banged up. Always. He's always there and he's putting up consistent points. So, you know, it's, he, he got some boo boo, but we're okay. Um, here's a big one. Um, this is probably the, the number one biggest one I'd say besides maybe we're going to talk about Michael Thomas, but, but CMC, um, potentially returning this week i mean is it is is he coming back um i don't think he's coming back this week because it's a thursday night game okay so you think you think you know we're gonna play it a little safe one more week and then we'll obviously see him you know week nine 
Yeah, something. And what like do we? That. What do you think in the split? Because we, last week we were talking about this, and you're like, you know, I don't know. Uh, hey, great, he's coming back, but what's he gonna be like? How healthy? You know, what do you think the split's gonna be? I guess starting off and then moving towards the rest of the season between him, him Mike Davis. I think it's gonna be a seventy-five twenty-five McCaffrey. So seventy-five McCaffrey, twenty-five Mike Davis, right off the bat. Yeah. Okay. Well, shit. That's. I mean, that's then because obviously... I honestly think a seventy, like a injured, hobbled McCaffrey is better than a Mike Davis, and I think because before you know he was handling all the snaps, and I think now it'll be like he'll actually go in to be a breather. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, I'll say, hey, then that's big congrats to uh to Taylor because that's well. I mean, what I say is not you know what's gonna happen, but uh... oh, I thought I thought. Oh man, I thought I'm. I'm not the fortune year. teller that I. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, you're you're fortune teller. Claim to be this year. It's been a little off this year, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to be a little bit more. I think, I think you're going to see you know thirty to forty. You know, a percent Mike Davis, especially starting off. He's played so well. Um, you know, I think they're going to protect their biggest asset on their team, um, McCaffrey, a bit, and uh, Davis is is getting it done. And who knows? It could make the both of them in. Um, so I think it's going to be a little bit more, um, you know, you know, between the two of them, uh, I'll run through a couple of other ones. Obviously we talked about 49ers, Wilson, Mostert, they're injured. Coleman might be returning. Um, Mark Ingram is injured. John Brown is injured. Lindsay had a concussion. Goblin, the finger Lazard might be coming off the, uh, his, his 21 day period to be activated from IR is happening. So that's kind of cool to see. Um, the Eagles, we had Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard, Ertz, that whole situation. And then I guess this is one I want to get your opinion on and kind of open up talking about, and that'd be Michael Thomas, you know, ankle, hammy, and punching people in the face. <laughs> what, uh, like, what, what's his outlook? I mean, I feel as though whenever players have these frequent injuries and behavioral issues um it doesn't get better Mm. and so i definitely think that we're looking at a michael thomas that um might get traded and uh a michael thomas that if he does come back um he will probably get peppered with targets but that's just because drew breeze you know doesn't give a fuck and I, I honestly don't think he's if he if he plays again, it's not going to be for any more than probably five games this season. Like I I'm I'm pretty sure that I mean, they would really need him and just all the shady shit that's going on, all the. Um, just all of the excuses, like, isn't it? Isn't it crazy? I mean, what a turnaround from having the most well, – I mean, he had the record last year, right? Most receptions ever. Um, I think. I could be wrong, but I thought that was what, I, you know, what it was. And to, to, to literally being not only fantasy but just, just football irrelevant. Like that, that switch is just so, so huge. I mean, from one to nothing, right? It just and, goes to show you – how attitude plays so much in the NFL. Like if you have a well, good attitude, you'll yeah. last way longer. Well, the other thing is that 
I think, you know, at, when, at first when I heard about Peyton um, um, not not uh, playing him when he got into a fight, I'm like, oh, dude, you know, that's a stand-up coach. Like, wow, what a good example. But now then I hear about the hamstring and the ankle, and, and I'm thinking more of, okay, he got into a fight, blah, 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 but he was also maybe a little bit injured. That's the reason why they sat him out because, because I don't think at that level, at the NFL level, you're sitting out your best player just because he got into a fight at a team practice. I don't Sean, see that. Sean that, Payton's a shithead, dude. Sean yeah, Payton that, does whatever he wants. If you don't bend over for Sean Payton when he asks for it, oh. he, then you're, you're on the bench. Like, wow. Sean Payton is the god of um, New Orleans. So, okay. okay. Um, well, sure. And then that's how it works down there. Uh, so with that being said, um, get into our matchups. Yeah, I, re- I would really like to get into uh, specifically our matchup here. Okay. Um, so you're confident. You it seems like in some of the trash talk. I'm excited for your confidence. Well, I think you have a lot of fringy plays. So I'm just gonna run down your plays. Okay. And I'll run down my plays. Okay. So I think Ben Roethlisberger is going up against the Baltimore Ravens defense, which is one of the top tier defenses in the league right now. And he has not gone against a top tier defense already. And so I think this is going to be a rude awakening for him and a true, like you were saying earlier, a te- like a true test of if the Steelers are actually good. Um, Daryl Henderson. Why we're on that point, who else is going up against a really, really, really good defense on your team? Well, Lamar see, Jackson. <laughs> the Steelers' so, defense isn't as good as people think it is anymore. So let me correct one thing. That's wrong. Here's why. Steelers <laughs> have the um, the both the Steelers and the Ravens. I think they're one and two for most um, um, uh, blitzes and most uh, QB pressure. And the difference is is that the Steelers' offense have given up. Gave up. I think the nineteenth. Most sacks, while the Ravens' offense, so i.e. Lamar Jackson, is like in the top five. So that means the Steelers are gonna get to Lamar, and and they're gonna sack him, right? It's 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 going to happen. Where vice versa, um, Ben Roethlisberger and that offense, they're more quick, quick routes, quick throws, get the ball out of his hand. So I obviously do believe it's gonna be a huge test, but but I think in my mind the floor is higher for Roethlisberger while the ceiling is lower and then vice versa. The ceiling is higher for Lamar, but the floor, well, it's also pretty damn high, but (laughs) I don't think it's as big as a deal. Your sack stats are extremely skewed because Mm. the last week they, they they ain't sacking Roethlisberger much at all, man. It's not, it's not happening. So I'm talking about the Steelers defense right now. The Steelers defense went against Tennessee. Yeah. They only got two sacks on Ryan Tannehill. They didn't get any other defensive interception, fumble, nothing. They got two sacks on it. And the other shit teams that they have played against mm. has been Cleveland, Philly, Texans, Denver, Giants. So what's your over-under then? Let's be fair. What's your over-under on how many sacks they get on Lamar Jackson. If we're saying two, two on, you know, he's obviously a better quarterback and, you know, eyes than, than Tannehill. 
So over under two sacks on Lamar Jackson, the Steelers defense. Under two sacks. Okay, I bet the over. I would love to, you know, since you can't do anything this year, betting-wise because you're horrible state, and obviously trading-wise because of, you know, your horrible decisions, I would love to put a bet on it. So you well, just let me know. We can, we can make it happen, Captain. Well, anyway, so <laughs> what, I'm, what, what I'm trying to basically tell you is they're like the Patriots last year. They, they have been playing really shitty teams, and they look really good. But when they actually play a competent team like Tennessee, you saw they went from 20 points a game, uh, nine, nine points a game, um, to you know four points last week because they're not actually as good as people think they are. I mean, Tennessee's a good team, man. Tennessee's a good yeah, team. Yeah, and I think so is Baltimore, and that's what I'm saying. Is like this game is going to be. It's not going to like. Baltimore's defense is better than the Steelers' defense. So, well, we will see. Let's keep moving on because I don't want to spend all the time on ours. So, what other what other fringe matchups are you seeing here? Let me let me uh, do a couple. Is Henderson hurt? I could have sworn no. I thought he was hurt. No, he was. He um he went out. He took a hit and he went out for a couple plays um or cut like a series or two and then he came back in and he finished out the game strong. Um, so he's not hurt. Um, and he's going up against the Dolphins. So I like my Henderson and Henry. Over your Gordon Swift, I like my Adams and Woods over your Allen and Fulgram. Um, you told uh, me this before that Allen has historically struggled against the Denver Broncos. Um, that was because you, of Chris Harris Jr. That was on the the Denver defense. Well, Denver defense. He's no longer good. there. They're gonna pressure the fuck um, <laughs> out of him. Keaton so. Allen doesn't give a fuck, especially Her- Herbie. Herbie doesn't give a fuck about. Any of that now, dude. Keenan Allen is going to be a top 10 wide receiver the rest of the way. Well, it's a close matchup. Who do you got then, in this matchup? Uh, definitely me. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to complete my third week of hitting 150. I can't wait, and I could speak for everybody in the league as well. They can't wait for me to dominate you and bend you over a barrel show you the 50 stakes this week you know what i mean well i'm just everyone needs to know that's listening i am the 10th the 10th team in this league ranked 10th and i am three and four derek you my co-host is (laughs) sixth with the same score three and four so it is extremely close and you're projected for about about 20 points more than me, but I think that's going to close a gap after Mixon's rolled out. Okay, we'll see. All right, next matchup. Um, Taylor versus Nick. I mean, Jesus. Once again, I mean, Nick. I think, like, I think it has to else? be Nick, and uh, the only possible way that Taylor's going to win is DK Metcalf actually catches a pass this week. And Mahomes, Metcalf, Ridley, and Herbert. I mean, those are the killers on that team. And and they could always have a they could always blow up. They always can. Man, so, Ridley is number one still. I cannot yeah, believe that. That's he's so, a monster, dude. Ridley is he's he he has six, seven, eight touchdowns. He has he's averaging he does not have eight touchdowns. He has six touchdowns. Sorry, sorry. Six touchdowns. My bad. <laughs> That's a so huge difference. Okay, he only has one game where he he scored under ten points, and that was a zero under fifteen points 
and that was a zero because he was injured. I mean, I mean, holy shit, dude. He's a monster, dude. Look at the targets. Look at the yards. He has 400-yard-plus games. I mean, this guy's... Yeah, man. I mean, whoever traded him away must be a fucking idiot. Well, I, you know, it was, a, it, was, it was something I had to do. It was something I had to do. I needed, I needed wins right out the way. I love Ridley, and it was hard to do, man, but it, I needed... I needed to get around. I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. It's no, dude. You're really hurting my feelings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, are, are we in agreement? Nick's gonna win this matchup. Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, he could upset him though with that has, DK Ridley and you know Justin Herbert and Jonathan Taylor. Mahomes, Mahomes playing Mahomes. the Jets. The only the only problem is if they. Get oh yeah, they'll probably just run the ball, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only. Just and that, who does get him out of there without any injuries, huh? Yeah, it helps out. See, um, see with uh, Greg Williams putting hits on Mahomes. Mm. All righty, who else we got? We got Mark versus Matt. Um, I mean, shit. Let's get Mark a win this week. He has a good squad, man. I mean, if Jones is active, that's a yeah. big component. I think. I think. I definitely think Mark's gonna win this game. Yeah, if Jones is active, um, I definitely. I like Mike play. Evans this week. Against the Giants for sure, yeah, and you got that stack with Brady. He's the only problem really well. is is they got uh, Bradbury, which is a really good cornerback. Uh, um, so potentially uh, he might be on Evans, he might be on Scotty. I'm not entirely sure. Um, I don't know well, if he shadows or not. So hopefully, hopefully he'll be on Evans and Scotty can just run wild. Scotty doesn't now. That's what I'm hoping. Um, all right, so we got we got both consensus Mark winning this one. Um, let's move on to Ethan versus Evan. This is a great matchup. I love these two guys. So let's Man, see what happens here. Uh, Ethan's going to win. All right, let's and move especially, on. Especially, especially, especially if who? Mr. Cook is back. A lot of It seems like there's a bunch of things. It doesn't there. matter if Cook's back, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got Ethan's Ethan. Ethan's going to win. Tough one. Evan's just, you know, rough shape. But, yeah, we got Ethan on this one. Um Here's a close uh, by one. the way, Dylan. Ethan, you're you're clear to cut Armstead. He's no longer playing this season. Yeah, get rid of him, huh? Uh, he has had COVID issues, and he's oh. basically been hospitalized. So you're not he's not playing anymore. So you can drop him. <laughs> um, I'm guessing you'd like him as a backup or what? No, I'm dead serious. Like he's uh, just done. Yeah, well, he was put on the um, COVID IR preseason or before <laughs> the season started. Remember, that's when uh, we had oh, that shit. huge issue. That's the guy that I swiped, and everyone was like, well, I don't do that. Started yet. We haven't started waivers yet. And then, every, and then I got reprimanded for that. And then, <laughs> reprimanded. I love that. And then uh, Ethan ended up getting him, and then he went right to the um, COVID IR slot or the COVID IR. And he just like there was even this press conference that uh, one of the people uh, reporters asked Doug Marone, the head coach of the Jags, and was like, uh, "What's going on with Raquel Armstead? Do you guys is what's?" You know what's going on? Is is he on the team still? Like, all right, I'm gonna cut this one short because nobody cares as much about Ethan. Drop him. There's your helpful tip of the week from from your friends here at the Fantasy Five. Um, okay, so now we got Dylan versus Luke. Uh, let me look here. So mixing me and back would be huge. We don't know if it's gonna happen. 
Jones and Connor. It's a nice little situation over there. Is Thomas going to be back? Um, dude, you I know definitely what, think it's going to be Luke, Luke dude. Yeah, I, it's going to be Luke. So. He's been playing well. His team, his team's fucking. He pretty puts solid. up a lot of points, and that's without Michael Thomas. That's a scary fucking notion. Luke's team has yeah. been putting up points, and 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 Thomas isn't even playing. His number one guy in his team is not playing. Here's the reason why why Dylan's even in it. Murray's on by. Cooks is on by. Robinson is hurt. You know, those are all three guys that Luke would normally be starting. Obviously. So, um, you know, good oh, luck there to you, Dylan. Dylan's playing Mims this week. That's that's rough. Eek. Yeah, that is fucking rough. Well, Dylan, let me know if you want to make a trade, buddy. Um, all right. And then we got Team No Trades, Waylon with a with a strong team back um, versus Jake with obviously a, a, a wounded team um, in, some, in some areas. Uh, Kamara, Jackson, Anderson, Beasley. I'm going to just Cooper. say this right now. I think Jake's going to end up winning, and I don't want it Jesus. to happen. I really hope Waylon wins, but um, I, I just have this feeling that Jake's shitty team is going to win. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson's rough. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has a chance this week. He definitely has a chance. Um, I'll go with Waylon, um, you know. But 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 Jake, yeah, he has a chance this week for sure. I mean, Burrow against Tennessee is a tough matchup, and I mean, I'm going with Waylon, but I just have this upset feeling that Jake's going to somehow do it. And Waylon's team two weeks in a row has barely reached a hundred. Man, how the mighty! But, fall, I mean, huh? he he's had a lot of bye week issues. So I mean, yeah. well, not really. Like last week, he had one seventeen, and then the week before that he was um 97 so that's what i'm remembering oh, okay. okay but well let's see we talked about a lot and i'm gonna look list here of notes see if there's any other big things that stand out to us one thing i think was just kind of just you know we saw it finally you know the bears offense is exposed exposed by the by the rams i mean they didn't score a touchdown the entire game i think everybody in the world was betting the under um, you know, I think of 44 points, 44 and a half points, they, they can't get anything going. I mean, if Robinson is hurt, uh, you know, Foles is so sporadic. He, he's high and he's cold. Uh, you know, Bears, well, uh, fuck, you know, it's terrible. Great. They got a good start, but the offense is shit. You know, you got a good defense like always with the Bears, and, you know, you just can't get anything else going. So They're so bad. They're fully, fully. I think exposed. they're going to go back to Trubisky. Yeah, they might. They might. I mean, at least I think Nagy's job is at stake right now. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree. Um, so let's see. We talked about we're in mid. Uh, are you confident we're gonna get a full season? Are we good to go? Can we? Can yeah, we stop I, any worries. I, I definitely think we're gonna have a full season. Um, uh, I think the only thing that's gonna really stop a full season right now is potentially a death or two of an oh actual NFL God. player from COVID. Dude, we've already talked about this, Brian. We have the cure for COVID, and it's stacks of cash. So there, nobody's dying in the NFL. They're all dude. Paid, I right, just dude? told you, Raquel Armstead is in oh, is, is in the hospital, dude. Oh, he's no. well. So you know, if maybe, if any more of those players, he didn't get his contract, you know, filled out. So he's he's poor. So that's what's going on. So, <laughs> um, all right. Let's. I mean, see. they're that's they're cool. making Super Bowl plans. So I definitely think it's all all steam ahead for the rest of the season. Perfect. Now, how does that make you feel about not being able to trade? I felt like you were getting a little bit frisky. 
towards this, this past week where you were, you know, saying a couple things here. You you got on Slack and said, hey, Taylor, uh, you know, if I end up trading, I don't have to owe, right? And you were kind of going back on that. So, uh, you so a little, little backstory here. Uh, Willen and I talk a lot about fantasy together. And um, one of the things that I always say because of what's going on right now is make sure if you make me a, a trade offer, you need to add in an extra $125 to that no trade. No one's going to do that. Well, then I'm not trading. But that's stupid because that means you get your cake and you get to eat it too. That would be like <laughs> if you said, hey, add in, you know, 20 bucks because or 50 bucks or some. But you're saying, hey, give me everything back plus a trade. It's no one. It doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make sense to you. Like, no, it makes crazy. perfect sense, dude, because then I it stops me from trading. Yes, but then the person who's trading loses every okay, it stopped it stops you from trading. That's fair. I get it. I get it. Okay, so we're not gonna see you trade. Whatever. You know, we'll <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, let's see. I'm gonna win uh, this year by not trading, and it's gonna be glorious. I I, I will once again another thing I would bet against that that's not gonna happen. <laughs> um here's a here's a thing, right? Uh you know, maybe we could Maybe we'll end on this next one after this. But we were talking about this before we started the podcast. How does a team's record affect your fantasy player's value? I think that's probably on a lot of people's mind. You got some stars like Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley. You got Zeke. Um, you got uh, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. You know, a lot of these guys who are complete stars, how are they going to be affected with how poor their team is doing? So um, I definitely think that um, a blanket statement here, the bad teams that are tanking, um, like the Falcons, well, they're not really tanking, but the bad teams, I mean, Julio's like six, like um, 31, but like 60 in football years, you know, like the dude gets <laughs> injured every week. So, but he still plays through it. So I think for the losing teams, you're going to see, um, a lot of these players, star players, you know, potentially maybe not perform, and that's pretty typical. And then the opposite end of that is the teams that do really good, you know, for example, right now, the Chiefs. The Chiefs are doing so good that they literally don't need Mahomes to win. Mahomes doesn't need to show out. Yeah. Yeah. And so they solidified the running game. I mean, Bell is such a bigger part than just affecting Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, he, I mean, it's not even the everybody. running game. Their defense is so good. Yeah. hundred percent. I was going to get to that, but yeah, their defense are locking people up. They're putting so much pressure on these other teams to get outside of their comfort zones and do things that they normally wouldn't have to do. And, and they can't do it, especially against that defense. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really good point. So you can look at, as a fantasy owner, you know, a team being too good or a team being too and then accessing what that means to your individual players. Definitely the situation. Like, I mean, it kind of goes into the whole preparation of the, you know, the end season, the postseason of the playoffs where you need, you, you're trying all season to get these players that perform very good have very good matchups, and then you, you you just get lucky enough to win. You know, I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, cool. And then here, last thing, and then, we, you know, what, if anything, has surprised you about this season, either either in fantasy, 
or in the real life games, the real life. Is there anything that's really stood out to you or surprised you that, you know, you are excited about or you're like, oh, shit, it's kind of weird. Anything that stood out to you? I think that's a tough question. Um, and I honestly didn't get any, um, you know, you didn't tell me about any of this and no, so yeah. you put me on the spot here. But yeah. I definitely think the thing, one of the things that I really uh, stands out to me this season is all of the injuries. And mm, yep. uh, I mean, we kind of came in hot in the beginning of the episode talking about injuries, but I mean, everyone is getting injured. Um, luckily, not a lot of quarterbacks have uh, just Jack. And, you know, hopefully it stays that way. But if um, more quarterbacks get injured and all these teams that are doing good, uh, the NFL is going to start really thinking about shutting down the season maybe if all the quarterbacks, you know, aren't playing. And, and it's not a, a fun entertainment anymore to watch you know what i mean like what's so, the point so your thing is how many people are being injured i think that would obviously be what stands out to me as well it's something that we kind of you know uh, forecasted um before the season started oh so out of the the top 12 um picks so the first round top 12 picks how many people and i have this number here but how many people out of the top 12 have been affected by injury this year if you had to guess so if, if I had to guess off the top of my head, I yep. would say um, like out like they're out of the season or they've just, just, just been, been they've gotten affected. the injury bug. Yep, they've been affected. Yep. Uh, I would probably say out of the top twelve, I would say probably eight. Ooh, on the money, eight. Players. Really? Oh, I'm I'm good at this. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. I'm putting Ezekiel Elliott as part of that. Oh, so of, I, I guess I'm just gonna put him in there. So we could call it, we could call it seven. But Ezekiel Elliott because of the injuries to to Prescott, Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones. So that's pretty on point there. You're right on point. I mean, once again, it doesn't really necessarily. Football is a team sport, you know, and 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 somebody being injured, obviously with the Cowboys, affects the entire team. So. So it's a it's well, a big see, deal. I, I it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but apparently it is. I mean, Andy Dalton is washed. Like they, like I don't know if you've read those rumors about them trading for a quarterback, but like, well, my goodness, dude, they're going to be well, playing a well, seventh Jer round. Jerry seems to think that they're still in contention, which they kind of <laughs> are because that 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 conference sucks the eagles are one three and one and and they're, and they're winning right they're, they're leading that the, the... yeah yeah they're they're <laughs> they're the number one team in that Dude, conference they have been the joke to the entire league all the announcers everybody talk about them like like it's just a joke because yeah they're i mean a team that has one win is, is leading the conference that's <laughs> awesome that's that's 2020 in a nutshell baby i dude so that's why Jerry probably says like <laughs> we could we could do this, <laughs> you know. So that's why they should trade for uh, Fitzpatrick. But hey, real quick, I want to I wanted to say I'm guessing everybody has seen this, but if you haven't, you should check it out just to see what kind of freak this guy is. If you haven't seen the video um, of DK Metcalf um, chasing down, who was he chasing down? It was a, it was whatever. It was a Buda Baker. Buda Baker, yeah, clean interception. Pick six from the end zone. He had a clean pathway. Nobody touched him. Full speed, caught it and took off. And DK Metcalf 
tracks him down like the giant cheetah he is across field, outstriding him. I love the memes, dude. Oh, oh, the ones where it's like um, uh, Karen's chasing. Yeah, down yeah, Karen, <laughs> and then the store the manager, dude. <laughs> dude, you know what? That's such a weird thing, and what this COVID is showing some of the, the. It's so you know, just like any big catastrophe that happens in the world, right? It's showing the darkest and the brightest side of people. But a lot of a lot of the darkest, I feel like, especially in the news media. I mean, some of these people, you know, they're talking to people who are getting paid twelve dollars an hour, and they're like, "I drove all the way here." And- away and just let me in shop and the, and the guys were just like ma'am like i can't you know <laughs> like i'm not i don't own the business can you just go <laughs> it's, it's it's very strange to me it's like i don't know the people's entitlement and and just audacity to be so abruptly rude and evil is for no reason to maybe like buy a shirt it's like like dude get off your fucking high haunches like people are struggling to have water and food in other places in the world and you're fucking bitching about not being able to get like shit. Like, fuck you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, go check out that DK Metcalf video or Fantasy Friends because it was it's I mean, it's, fun it's to everywhere watch. and yeah, it's it's very fun to watch. I mean I'm also mainly, mainly there were a lot of Luke. memes about uh the uh Daniel Jones tripping. That oh. that was also very funny. So Dude, if you want to just... watch any of that they were roasting him, dude. It was, it was, it was hilarious. I mean, what, what do you think happened there? Was that just, you That's know, just he's he, moving too fast, dude. He clocked in as fast. the fastest quarterback time of like the ever, season. Right? He was right by um, Tyreek Hill, right? Of the past uh, five years, he had the, the quickest time. Uh, I saw a thing, a, um, a, uh, uh, no, it wasn't the fast, fastest for five years. It was the fastest for this year so far. 2020. It was it was basically Daniel him Jones and Lamar. Faster than Lamar Jackson, twenty twenty. Yeah, it was pretty nuts, man. But he 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 was probably just like, oh, it's right there. Oh, but I can't. Uh, trip. Hey, blew it. Blew his wad too early. We always we've all been there. <laughs> well, it's probably the coach was probably like Jason Garrett was probably like, no, no, we're supposed to lose this. I got like a thousand dollars on this game. <laughs> the funniest meme by far to me was the. Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where he's like, I want to, I want this to go to overtime, and then he's like, Oh, call, and the guy puts up the sprinkler. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was so one. disappointing for them for to lose like that. But hey, the Eagles are top of the food top chain, the food you chain. know. There you go. So, awesome. Well, you got anything else for for everyone, Brian? I think that wraps up this week, and uh, good luck, everybody, except for you, Coop. Uh, I'm gonna stomp you this Same. week. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna crush you, um, bring out tears from your from your eye holes, and I'm gonna drink them. So yeah, be good. <laughs> All, All right, buddy. Man. See you, everybody. All right, everyone. Have a great weekend and uh, be safe. It's Halloween. Uh, uh, little PSA to all the parents out there that you know I grew up with and are currently. No one's putting fucking razor blades in your kids' food. Mm. So, as a non-parent and a and a conspiracy theorist, I I disagree. Um, so I would say, uh, you know, dude, be careful. We don't have time to go into this, but it was literally a father that killed its own his own kid with cyanide in a oh my God. um in a candy bar, and then oh. the it just extrapolated the story extrapolated to uh, watch out for candy. You know, people put stuff Listen. in them. 
And none the next of our thing viewers, you know, like none of our listeners want to hear you use big words like late. Okay. <laughs> we don't like it. We want to know the truth. And the truth is, guys, yeah. Are is the government poisoning our children's Halloween candy? Sure. Maybe. No. We don't know. Okay, but you gotta watch out. You gotta be. No one's itching. putting razor razors in your kids' candy. No one's putting cyanide in your kids' candy. No one's putting drugs in your kids' candy. That costs too note, much goddamn money. Due to the this is one other thing. Due to the fact it's Halloween and a lot of you know Saint Joe. Can anybody else agree with me that Cy? I think that's his name. Cy Young, the old basketball coach and 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 bus driver, is indeed a vampire. That man has never aged. He looks the same as when we were kids. So All right, does well, anybody we're else? officially extremely off the rails, Coop. Oh, and so everyone have a fantastic rest of your weekend, uh, week slash into the weekend. And happy Halloween. And uh, fuck you, Derek. I'm going to win. Boo. 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 <laughs>